Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm really excited about sharing this week's episode with you. You know, when I was coming up, there was a movie that was really seminal to me and pretty much everyone I knew, and it's called Welcome to the Dollhouse. If you haven't seen it, you absolutely must. The star of that film is a woman named Heather Matarazzo, and she is a woman that I'm so grateful to call a friend. I got to sit down with her and give a reading. We got really astrological, and we got to talk to someone in spirit. I'm grateful to be able to share this with you, so check it out. Can you hear me? Yeah. I think we're merged, girl. I think we're merged. Man, I am not technologically inclined. Like, talk to dead people? Easy. Looking psychically at a medical problem, chill. But merging calls on an app, I don't know. I'm not sure how to do that. Do you have any questions for me? What am I meant to be doing with my life? Am I meant to be writing, directing? Is that where my true financial, emotional, creative uh, abundance lies? Is the question between writing and acting specifically and directing? Yeah, well, it's it's all, it's staying in the entertainment industry as a writer, director, actor, producer, or completely doing something different. Your Virgo moon is squared to Neptune in your birth chart, which means in English that your Virgo moon feels a lot like a Pisces moon. Service is and spirituality is of the utmost importance to you. When you don't feel at home, when you don't feel like you're doing something larger than yourself, when those things aren't at play, it feels empty. And when it feels empty, you're walking around with a bunch of holes in your bucket. It's like yes. there's, you're just you're, you're you have nothing to pull from. As I look at your birth chart, I think that for you, the relationship between these are the things I have to do in order to survive. These are the things I have to do in order to live in the world, and I want to live in a state of creation, and I want to flow within that state. That is a tricky place for you to navigate. Yeah, yeah, and get ready for it. I mean. I don't know. Is there something else that you could or want to do other than the art? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Exactly. Exactly. So not should I. It's how do I? Because you will. It's because you will. And so let's start from that state. Because when we are authentically unsure, do I want this? Do I not want this? Then that's a healthy place to stay. But what a lot of us do is we say, I don't know what I want when we do know what we want. And that kind of demoralizes it. It just weakens your capacity to manifest. You for sure know what you want. The component of service is both deeply important to you and I think a little bit of a question mark. So am I more in service as an actor? Am I more in service as a director? Am I more in service as a writer? And it's in part because I think that you can see all of these things being resonant for you. But I think it's also in part because Service is a response to a call in many ways. Which call are you going to respond to? The good news is I actually think that you have resources, which could be opportunities, they could be skills, they could be people that are actually available to you right now. They're not mysterious. They're around you in a tangible way um, that are available to help you and support you. 
The bad news is that's not super uncommon for you, and so it doesn't seem to you as magical as it is. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely, of course. Yeah, yeah. So you're in this place where, and this is, you know, this is all because you have a sun, midheaven, Venus, Jupiter conjunction in Scorpio. It's all, and Mercury is there as well. You have all these planets sitting right on top of each other. So for you, this is just normal. It's just light to have access to resources. But what is happening is that you are going through this period where you're needing to really look at how you engage with opportunity and how structured that engagement is. Currently, you have the planet Pluto, which is in Capricorn, forming a trine to your moon and a sextile to your sun and a sextile to your midheaven and a sextile to your Venus and a sextile to your Jupiter, a.k.a. This is a time to take material, structural moves and apply it to all of your ethereal potential. And so I'm going to give you kind of annoying advice. I mean, I'm not going to be annoyed by it, but you might. My advice to you is to get get me a whiteboard or a great deal of paper or an Excel spreadsheet and start creating a list or a series of lists, rather. So the first thing I would encourage you to list is all the things you know for sure you want. That could be, you know, a certain amount of money. It could be mm-hmm. a certain kind of job security, or it could be mm-hmm. a feeling or a condition or a quality of a project, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next column should be, what are the things that I can identify I kind of want, but I'm not sure how much of it I want or if it would actually work, or, you know, things that are kind of like floating around in your head, but you're not sure if they're a clear yes or a clear no. Just acknowledge them in that list. Mm-hmm. And then the third list is a list of all the things you know is a no, things you for sure don't want to do, things you're done with, things that you're not going to say yes to, and you're setting this as a clear intention. And then what you're going to do is two things with these with these three lists. The first one is whenever an opportunity crosses your lap, because it, they do, right, opportunities come your way, you're going to refer back to these lists. And you're going to really identify and make sure that that first list is mostly engaged and that last list, the no list, there's nothing on that list or very few things on that list. Because I think Mm -hmm. part of what happens when opportunities present themselves to you is, you know, you respond to the energy with which they're being presented and you lose track of your bigger picture goals. And people with a lot of water tend to do this. So then there's something else with each point to really clarify what can I do? Really what you're being called to do is to synthesize and organize so that you can actualize. So the good news of this, of all of this, is these transits that you're going through are really supportive. You are going through one quite difficult transit called Saturn Conjunction to Mars, and it'll be over before long, uh, before the new year. But Saturn Conjunction to Mars makes you feel stuck. It makes you viscerally aware of what isn't working in your life. That is happening at the same time as opportunities are actually flowing towards you. Now, the other thing that's happening is you're at the very end of Uranus opposing your Pluto and Saturn Conjunction. And in English, what this means is that you are changing. You are deeply, deeply changing. And what you feel called to do is changing. And I think you're really responding to it, and that's part of why you're asking me the question you're asking. I don't know that what you're being called to do on the material plane is changing as much as where you're pulling from is changing. Does that make sense why I said it? Amen, 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 Okay. Okay, great, good. 100% correct. Yes. So let me validate that for you. And I think that this is what's been really confusing to you is like, is that true? Am I making that up? Am I pulling that out yes. of my ass? Like, what is happening here? Exactly. Yeah. 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 This is an abundance issue. 
and you're having scarcity feelings about an abundance issue, and that's confusing. And I think what's been kind of flattening you and making you feel like, I don't even know where to fucking begin, is that you are not sure how to tr- how to label the problem and therefore how to treat the problem. And this is really spiritual. You know, what you're going through is spiritual, and it has psychological, emotional, and then finally material ramifications as opposed to material first. And so when you do this work, writing lists and doing these things, separate from that, I want to really validate and encourage you to be looking at where do I want to pull from? Who do I want to serve? What is the calling on a spiritual level? And you don't need to directly link that to these lists because it will become inevitable for you to see those links if you're actually making the, the, the grounded list. I'm very aware just based upon my experience of meditating and having strange experiences that there's so much more to this existence in this multiverse than meets the eye. And also feeling quite young in that land in terms of how to listen, what to listen for, who to listen to. Even with all the prayers that I might say, like, thank you, angels, spirits, ascended masters, guides, let only light come through, setting an energetic boundary. I still have a bit of, I think, healthy fear in terms of having that be the guiding force of my life. Okay. One thing I'll say is no person on this planet has this much Scorpio in their chart as you do. And it's just like unicorns and lollipops. <laughs> That's so sad. That's not your fucking move. That's not who you are. And, you know, you are wise to be aware of that, right? You yeah. can call in all the light and all the angels you like. And, you know, light casts shadow. If you yeah. want the kind of light that doesn't cast shadow, then you want a fantasy. In terms of your prayer, what I would encourage you to do is make it less complicated to be in accordance with your integrity and for you to not be given anything that you can't handle with integrity. When you deal with any amount of power, when you deal with any amount of beauty or skill, you you run the risk of misusing or abusing it or of minimizing it. And I think that what you're really saying within this is that you are scared that you'll fuck up or that mm-hmm. you'll misinterpret guidance, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's healthy. That is a healthy fear. However, that's what it is. It's a fear. Stay committed to checking in with yourself and having your trusted loved ones check you basically when you step outside of great, essentially, to commit to being willing to change course, being willing to be humble when you do misinterpret things or when you do screw things up. Mm -hmm. I think that your fear of fucking up or your fear of misinterpreting things is keeping you tied in knots which is not where your grace lives. Where does my grace live? Because I would love that address. Sure. <laughs> of course. <laughs> if only I had it, I'd say. If only I had it. It's fucking up and learning from it. That's the spiritual path. It's not not fucking up. This is part of why I gave you the advice to get really pragmatic and have a process of evaluation when you know that you're out of integrity versus in integrity because your spirituality, your angels, your guides, your ancestors, are not in any way separate from your trip to CVS or from scrolling through social media. Everything is interconnected. And when you worry about misinterpreting your guidance, what you're really suggesting is that there's a spirituality and up on high, and then there's you. But the truth is there is no separation. 
this idea of separation is, is like the, the pain of the human condition. If you are willing to learn from your mistakes, if you are willing to be humble, if you are willing to try, and even to fail in efforts of trying, then you are listening to your guides, you are there. If you are only willing to do it once you've got it right, that's ego. Your potential may be so great, but that doesn't mean that you have to embody all parts of your potential at all moments. Okay. Essentially, what I'm, I'm gleaning from what you're saying is that I need to embrace humility fully, which means um, being willing to make mistakes, being willing to err, and being yes. willing to learn. Yes. That's right. In a deeper way. When you're trying in such a public uh, plane, it kind of feels like there's very little room for error, right? Yeah. But the error is part of the grace. It's about developing a largesse of picture. And instead of that, like, immediate, you know, that Virgonian moon that, like, I want to think of all the details and all the things that can go wrong or all the things that could go right in a situation, it's allowing yourself to have a big-picture perspective and that no one moment of prayer, no one job, no one opportunity or relationship will define your worth or break you or make you. That's not actually a thing. Some of those things are, are obviously sure? – Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I am. I think we can look back at our lives and we can be like, okay, this moment was a defining moment. This moment was a defining moment and everything changed at this moment. But the story... All the steps that were leading up to. Correct. And all the steps that integrated after. Yeah. So the old, so so you could also look back at your life and be like, oh, I always, I wonder what would have happened if I had done X or if I hadn't done Y. Well, maybe you would have yeah. turned back and been like, that was the defining moment. There's not one chance. Now, sometimes in some situations, there is technically one chance. Chance. Yeah. But from a spiritual standpoint, that's not the case. Well, the way that fear operates in the material world is, if I break up with this person, I'll never have love. If I don't get this job. I will be homeless, unable to work in this industry, yeah, homeless or unable yeah. to work in my industry yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And that makes us hold too tightly, and we can't yeah. hold too, we can't hold too tightly and be creative and generative at the same time. The biggest thing that I've been meditating on this past year, of course, it's so cliche considering that I'm Scorpio, but really I've been meditating not just on death this past year, but my own death, mm. and getting to go from having a leadership to a friendship and getting to recognize that if I truly do have a friendship with death that is active, that will also allow me to have a friendship with life that is active. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with that completely. Even just having a dream about a funeral last night, it, it can be very easy for me to get lost in that where then all I care about spirit wanting to see if my birth dad or my adopted dad is still around is this the most important thing mm -hmm. like wh what life death why are we here who are we if everything matters because nothing matters and nothing matters because everything matters right right that you are and right. also paying bills and right, right. Of, course. And of course and, and like writing your and doing all that and, shit yeah yeah of course I mean first of all that is the most you know, Scorpio stellium <laughs> spiel I've ever heard. So for sure, that was on brand. Well played. I say well played. Um, and then, you know, as a medium, there is no real difference. I mean, there is tons of real differences between being alive in this body on this plane and being dead. But life is life. 
and this is a part of life. You know, when you're a little kid, it's hard to imagine being 16. And it seems like when you're 16, ooh, you're going to be old. You're going to be mature. And then you hit 16, you're like, this is stupid. I can't do anything. When I'm 22 and I'm living on my own, I'm going to be so mature. And then you're 22 and you're like, oh, I hope I never turn 30. And then when you're 30, you can't even picture 50. And on it goes, right? Because yeah, yeah, if you, yeah. we really can't see past the turn, right? You can see what's directly in front of you, but not past the turn. And death is simply another turn that we can't see past. But it's, mm. it's just us, you know. Yeah. It's just that, like, that, that, like, six-year-old version of you versus the 15-year-old version of you. They barely know each other. They're so different. They're the same, and they're also utterly different. And this is exactly true when, when we are no longer in the body. Our lives, our souls, are, they continue. And from my perspective, your soul does not reside within your body, but your body resides within your soul. Yeah. When I look at your birth chart, your calling is to do the Virgonian steps of the larger thing that you already know you're called to. You have the North Node in the sixth house. Your soul has come here to adopt a lifestyle, like a mundane day-to-day lifestyle, to support the larger creative and spiritual work you feel called to. So it can't happen up in the sky. It does have to happen with an empty inbox every once in a while and bills paid and teeth brushed. Yeah. Yeah. That is really hard because, you know, all that water and air in your chart is just like, or <laughs> I could just keep it up in this, you know, up in the heavens. But your spirit, your soul is like, also there's earth. And here's what we're here to do. And it's not meant to be a punishment for you because it's in the sign of cancer. It's meant to be an act of love and an act of self-nurturing. And this is deeply connected to the work question. Does this make sense? Oh, I, I, I literally just felt a subtle shift in my body right at the bottom of my sternum going into my belly button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw like a little flutter, a little flutter. And, I just, and I, I just felt like the image of Oprah. Makes me think of the quote that she says, that biology is the least of what makes um, someone a mother. Yeah, that's exactly, and that's it, perfect, yeah. That's perfect. And I, yeah, and I just have this, well, (laughs) (laughs) I've been avoiding the responsibilities of becoming a mother. Mm. And I have been healing my own issues within the realm of what it is to mother, to be a mother, to have a mother, to embody maternal energy and nurturing and recognizing that my kid is not the only kid that I am being called to take care of. Mm-hmm. And you mean and your I, kid as in your inner child? or do you My have a, inner a, kid. Yes. The energetic kid. Yeah. You know, a, alongside having a Scorpio stellium, you also have uh, the sun right on the midheaven and then three pl- – so it's coming from the ninth, but it's right in the tenth. And then three more planets in the tenth house. You have a bunch of – planets in the house of Capricorn. And then you have Mars in the sign of Capricorn. What this translates to is parenting is a structural thing. Being able to care for, nurture, and really protect someone else or something else, it does require that you take responsibility for yourself. It's like you're saying parenting doesn't have to be of a human child. It could be of an animal friend. It could be of, you know, a a project or a series of projects, or it could be of yourself. It doesn't have to be a human baby. So much of what you're going through 
Well, first of all, all of it is right on time. You're not behind schedule. And if you can allow yourself to go through it, what you'll find is every one of the mistakes you've made brought you to the only place you could be. Not they stopped you from getting there sooner. You've got the tools. And when we're dealing with healing issues as you are, it takes going through feelings. It it takes the emotions. From what I'm seeing, you're doing the work. It's just that you're getting caught up in like, oh, fuck, is this a mistake? Is that a mistake? Wait, is that the right direction? Is this the right direction? So you're getting caught up in perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. And then also you're just impatient. You're like, oh, I'm figuring this out. Shit, why didn't I fix it yet? You know, to really think about it in in stages, that's that sixth house, that's that Virgo moon, that's even that Capricorn stuff. It's thinking about it in stages and giving yourself a loose, flexible structure, but a structure nonetheless. Okay. Do you have a question? Is there either of my dads have anything to say? Hmm. Will you say your full name out loud? My birth name or adopted name? Ah, give me both, if if you're comfortable saying that. Yeah, my birth name is Heather Josie Corley, and my adoptive name is Heather Christina Matarazzo. Okay, so it's your birth father that's coming forward, not your adoptive father. Okay. Um, and what's his name? Pat. Did you meet Pat? Yes. Was he kind? Very. Okay, just making sure I'm seeing him. He's like cute and and uh, really warm and and kind of just a really kind, kind of funny man. Yeah, that's him. Okay, great. Just making sure I see him correctly. And do you know why they had to give you up? Was it just because they were quite young? My birth mom uh, left and had. Uh, there was a. Uh, Neglect issues and um, violent, violent issues. With your mom, but not with your dad? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did your dad not know about any of this? Um, he he didn't know. Uh, he, he had been visiting me in foster care and was looking for a place for us, and then I disappeared. Um, I see. And they didn't tell him that I had been adopted. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So, it's a, yeah. It's an intense story. I, um, hold on. I think Pat had a lot of similar issues with you, actually, around, like, the, the, like, he's such a tender, emotional person. And then also, when it comes, came to, like, material things, I mean, it just didn't, it just, it was harder for him to figure that stuff out. Does that make sense to you from what you know of him? Absolutely. Yeah. And so the reason why he's showing up is because he's like, I mean, this is not his wording, but he's like, girl, I know. He's just like, his presence is very much with you on this because this is a family issue. This is not just you. This is like, you know, this is a little bit of an ancestral struggle for you. Um, And I feel that both as an astrologer and as a medium, when we have things that are ancestral, they're harder to heal because they come with the weight and intensity of those before us, right? And also, when we do come to healing with them, they are so much more uh, powerful to heal because you just kind of, like, open up the line, like, open up the family line in that way. Your father is just really, he's, like, with you on this. He is resonating with you on this. He's also a little, like, tell me what you learned. I don't know what you're doing. Like, he doesn't quite get how woo you go. Um, and he's, he, quite, he quite enjoys it. Your father is very much with you. 
he has confidence in you. He has faith in you. He loves you. And he's just kind of like with you. He's with you for the journey. I think it's just kind of like a quarterly thing. It's like, I'm down for the ride. Where where are we going? (laughs) What's going to happen? How are we going to grow? What's going to come next? It's certainly how you are. It's certainly how he is. And that is really what you're not alone. You know, Heather, you're not alone on this journey. He is with you. And he also doesn't have a fix or an answer because he never came up with one himself. Not even after he passed. Nope. Well, it's not exactly that. It's that this is a material crisis. It's not a spiritual crisis. If you accept that when we die, when we're no longer in a body and no longer on the material plane, that issues of negotiating structure and organizing what job to get and, like, managing time like all of those things are no longer an issue and those are all your problems right (laughs) it's not a lack of creativity it's not a lack of of inspiration it's not a lack of willingness to do deep emotional and spiritual work it's okay and then what do i do with it so so it's not that he's still in the crisis it's that this is not it's not relevant to his life anymore gotcha yeah this is a question i would have for him okay so i am putting all of this paperwork together in order to um, hopefully have a judge grant me access to getting my original birth certificate because I was adopted and uh, New York State law, my original birth certificate is sealed, Mm. which means that I don't have access to it. And um, I'm trying to get access to my original birth certificate so I can get my Irish passport because my birth dad, Pat, was Irish. I want to be able to know that that is going to be a success. You're entitled to it legally is what I'm being shown. Um, He's showing me that you are doing all the steps, but that you do what Pat would have done, which is you, you, you know, you're like, oh, there's seven steps. And then you do two steps and you feel good about it. And then you kind of like forget about it or drop it for a while. And then you come back to it and you're frustrated. And then you do a couple more steps and, so he's saying that it's like a slow and annoying process, but that you're doing it and that if you keep on doing the steps, you'll be able to go home. That's how he thinks of Ireland. It's home for him. Oh, my God. I just got chills. Yeah. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. And I think, you know, for, for your dad for your dad and for your dad's family, the land is, I mean, the, the land yeah. is, is really pure yeah. and special. And yeah. you felt the call yeah. when you were there, eh? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. 150%. Yes. So I think you're going to end up um, making this happen. But, you know, this process, so we're back to this larger question, right? Because it is so spiritually and emotionally intense for you, the material steps feel like kind of an admonishment that you're doing it wrong, even though they're just the material steps. You're doing it right. <laughs> let, me give you, let me give you an example. Is that let's say you're sitting in your home in L.A. and you're like, I want to go – to Australia. Then what you do is you go online, you buy yourself a ticket, and then you pack your bags, and then what do you do? You get in a car, you go to an airport, and then you sit and you wait in the airport, and then you get on a plane. Maybe you have to switch planes. You switch planes in Hawaii, you have to get on another plane. Okay, now you're now you're in the air for a million hours, and then you get to Australia. And then from the airport, you have to get in another car and then get to a hotel. Okay, now you're in Australia. At every stage of development in that story, you would never think I'm on the internet in my home in L.A. That is evidence that I won't get to Australia. I'm only in a car in California. That is evidence that I won't get to Australia. No. You think, oh, these are the steps. These are objectively the steps I need to take to get to Australia. None of these things make you think you're not getting to Australia because you have faith in the steps. Amen. 
Amen. Amen, 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 amen. So that's amen. the work. That's the work. And your father is laughing at, at this. He thinks it's great. He just wants you to turn around and go in the other direction, go to Ireland, don't go to Australia. He wishes. <laughs> yeah. Metaphor. But whatever, you get the point. You get the point. The metaphor stands. I stand by the damn metaphor. So what's hard for you to reconcile, the feelings are going to keep on coming back of like, it's not happening. But if you can remember, those are just feelings. That's not evidence. You're going to be fine. Oh, man, I want to get that as a tattoo. Feelings are not evidence. <laughs> Feelings are not evidence. They are not. But if you get that tattoo, please call me. I love it. Oh, I adore you, and thank you so much for being so open and willing and generous. It is my pleasure. I adore you. Welcome back to the Astrology Corner of the podcast. I'm going to give you the horoscope for October 28th through November 3rd in just a minute. But before I do, I want to just tell you, you know, I just got back from a rally, Bernie Sanders, Barbara Lee, and Javanka Beckles. It was just a really powerful time. And it just it infused me with a sense of determination about the work ahead. Personally, me, I don't actually consider myself a really political person. I, I consider myself a really spiritual person. And the thing is about spirituality and politics is there is no authentic separation between them. I mean, they're really just all one thing. Being a good person kind of requires being able to address the wholeness of what it is that you feel called to do and how you feel called to do it. What I really believe as an astrologer and as a spiritual person and as a person who is invested in politics and social change is that we can focus on what everyone that is against us is doing, everyone that we don't believe in is doing. And that is important. It's important to know what politicians are doing to harm the people and what racists and homophobes and misogynists are doing. It is important to track their behavior. But the thing that you have control over is your fear-based response to those things. The thing that you have control over and a responsibility around is your own apathy. And this is where spirituality is really deeply important because when we are spiritual, when we're truly driven towards being able to treat people with dignity, being able to see the humanity in others, even if we don't understand or even completely agree with the way they live, when we are able to prioritize seeing the dignity in others. We can prioritize that over the apathy and fear that comes up when we look at the terrible acts of terrorism, racism, and homophobia, ableism, and misogyny, xenophobia. None of them are new. What we see with Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, as I love to talk about, is that it's time for boots on the ground action. It's time to Honor and respect your fear and your concern with action. And that action is, you know, it's individual how you feel called to act, what skills and resources you have, what privilege you have. But the thing I'll, I'll say before I get to your horoscope is this. Being woke is not a hashtag. Being woke is not just a thing you do on social media. It's, it's a thing you do for your soul. It's a thing that you do for the wholeness and strength of your soul because treating others with respect and dignity, being able to understand your own limitations, the ways that you're fucked up, the ways that you need to learn and grow, it's painful and it's uncomfortable, but it is essential for a healthy and well-adjusted soul. And so 
wake up, act. This is what I what I implore you to do and vote, you know, be a part of the solution. Worst case scenario, it's a rigged system. It was a waste of maybe an hour, but vote, be a part, be a part of the system because Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn need us to be an active, engaged part of the larger system of society that is in front of us. That's the astrology, my friends. That's just what's happening. I'm here to tell you what's happening. It's like an astrological weather report. October 28th through November 3rd. Halloween's in the middle of there. I'm not going to really talk about Halloween because I'm a, I'm a grumpy Capricorn that doesn't love Halloween. <laughs> On the 29th of October, we have a Mercury conjunction to Jupiter. And this is a really exciting transit. The reason why it's exciting is because it allows energy for us to learn and grow. These two planets meeting in the sky is good for storytelling, for learning from other people's stories, but also for for finding the words to say what you need to say. This transit is excellent for learning and for learning not just the details of a situation, but actually learning the the kind of like wholeness of someone else's story. So this is a great time to practice empathy. The downside of this transit is it can kind of produce some arrogance and it can make you feel like you want to get on your soapbox and like bark your story at someone else. And it inclines people to not prioritize listening as much as speaking. So don't fall into the trap. Make sure that you listen as much as you speak and make sure that you allow space to gestate whatever it is that you're learning. The nice thing about this transit is it can be really useful if there's like a large amount of data you're trying to work through. If you're in school, if you're like at work or doing some sort of project that is just big and daunting, this is great for big picture thinking. Not so much for kitchen the details. In fact, um, in terms of details, Mercury moves into Sagittarius on the 30th. And this is great for big picture thinking, but Mercury and Sag can get a little bored by details and lose them along the way. So you definitely want to triple check what you're doing, especially because we are edging towards a Mercury retrograde. Don't worry, you're not feeling it yet, but that will be mid-month in November. So you just want to make sure that you are doing your utmost to listen and to share what you believe to be true. This is an excellent time for empathy, and it's an excellent time for collaboration. Now, that's only strengthened by the fact that on the 31st, Venus moves into diplomatic Libra. Now, Venus is still retrograde, and I will give you more on that in another episode soon. But with Venus and Libra, we have the opportunity to really be diplomatic and to be open and to collaborate. Because Venus is retrograde, you want to be careful not to get back together with your ex. You may be feeling or obsessing on past relationships or a specific person that can be a very educational keep it educational. I wouldn't encourage you to act on it at least until later November, okay? Venus retrograde is a great time to review and reassess past relationship patterns as opposed to step back into them. On the 31st, we also have a Venus opposition to Uranus. Now, this transit is exciting. It's especially exciting if you plan on going out and having fun on Halloween. This transit, and so around a couple few days around this, this date of the 31st, you can expect surprises. You can expect the unexpected, socially speaking. This is a terrible time to buy, impulsively buy a big ticket item. This is an excellent time to put yourself out there and have experiences, whether it's with crushes and dates 
roommates or friends, meeting new people professionally. This is just a great time to connect to people with an openness and a lack of attachment to how things need to go or what they mean. Okay. So this is a real shift this week into openness. And the trouble with openness is oftentimes people respond to, to the need to be open with rigidity or fear or as I said earlier, apathy, kind of just shutting down and not engaging. So stay open, stay open. And if you don't know what to say, listen. And if you have a hard time listening, check in with that. This is a really powerful time for internal change and the kind of internal change that will set you up for taking action sometime soon. Okay. So be interested in the process, be present for the process. And as always, Treat yourself with kindness, even as you may stumble or falter, and try to treat others with kindness as they do the same. All right, my loves, I will talk to you next week. I hope you are enjoying the podcast. And if you are, it does always mean so much to me if you can review it on whatever platform you're um, listening to it on, or you can star it and share it, you know, support the podcast. If you like it, you know, that that make me happy. It makes me feel real nice. And uh, yeah. I'll talk to you next week. Bye, loves. Every year they say the end is near. But we're still here. Yeah, we're still here.